It's just a big friggin' blur. And it's um, not over. Yeah. I, um... Our dog... Loving your eyes. Our dog, Clyde, that um, Gary's had for 13 years and has been in my life for 11. Had... I mean, he's had these... Skin cancer. He's had these spots pop up before on his leg and... Or on his torso all over before. And basically... The last time it happened, one started bleeding, and we took him to the vet. But the last time he had had one, it had been almost two years ago. And when he he told us that they can they can metastasize, but he needed to get you know the one that was bleeding off. And when I think when he did the surgery and while Clyde was under, he just went over him with a fine tooth comb and took off every single little spot that looked like it might be cancerous and Clyde was just like (laughs) stitched up in his cone for I mean but I think he just went in and just took off every spot that could potentially be cancer to just not all heroes wear capes I know right and just to get it all off and so to give him the best shot that he could and so when I was in there talking to him I could tell he was stalling. And, um, oh, here we go. <laughs> and yeah. so he, um, skin cancer ain't shit, guys. Nope. And, um, he said, I, he's got this spot that's bleeding, but I can feel a mass in his abdomen. And he said, so I want to do an x ray. So he did an x ray and he said, there is a tumor in his abdomen. And, you know, he was kind of explaining to me what the options were for him and basically wasn't good. You know, there wasn't much. There wasn't much time. And so Gary and I, for a week or so, we were just like going back and forth about what to do. And it's like it feels like an impossible decision. And at this point, he wasn't showing like any. I felt like I was texting you daily like. <laughs> have you made a decision <laughs> yeah what's and because at that point he wasn't like all we had brought him in there because of the little spot that was bleeding he yeah. wasn't showing like any sign outward signs other than that but then i was going back in my head like has mm. he been trying to tell us something but any of it could you have don't. just been like <laughs> like even tom and i were laughing that day like how would I know if Clyde is lethargic? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah, because... It's Clyde. It's Clyde. Sometimes... Yeah. He has never been a hyper dog. No. I have. I mean, like I said, Gary's had him for 13 years. I've been with him for 11 years. Like, he has never been a hyper dog. We used to call him, he would get the, his random burst of energy where he would just, like, run around the house or around the yard, like, maybe two or three times, and hmm. then he was done for the rest of the day yeah 
that was it. I mean, that's how he's always been. But like at full speed. At full speed and then done. But then I thought, when was the last time I saw him do that? Yeah. It's been a while. And But I also haven't really lived there the last two yeah, years. Yeah, that's true. So, so maybe he does it once a week. Maybe yeah. he, yeah. But I've, you know, since I've moved back, I've been. But he's all, he was 12. Yeah. So, like, anything could be just... Maybe his hips hurt and he's slowing at, down. At like, this point, like, he's already outlived the average age for yeah. an American bulldog. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just kind of... Had finally just made the, the decision to just let it, you know, let it be what it out. was. But it was still just, like, sucked so bad. And... And it was how long? From when that happened? Yeah. Let me see. Because it was... A month? Yeah, it felt like there were days where you were like, it's it's a good day, we're having a good day. Or like, Clyde is totally Clyde. Like, it's crazy, he's fine. And then like, three days later, like, I don't know, I feel like this might be it. And then it was like... It was weird. He's great, (laughs) he's doing fine. And then it was, no, it's really it. It was weird because about, I think it was like... Not even a week after that vet appointment, he started showing signs of cancer. Yeah. But before that, there were there was nothing except for that little spot on his leg. And we thought we were just going in to have that spot removed. Which, and that spot had nothing to do with... It was probably another one that had shown up before that was just so small that we didn't even know. Yeah. So, or I it mean, could have been something different. I, I don't remember know. you <laughs> so. saying that you had a talk, like... I talk with Clyde, which sounds crazy, but if you've ever had a dog, you get it. You had to talk with Clyde about before this. Don't, yeah, yeah. Just go if you need to. Don't make Gary make the choice. Yeah, which I think is when I knew he had been. I mean, yeah, because I mean, like there was just, just one let day. go. Don't stay for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're and I'm like as far as pet people go, like. And I'm not, like, there are all different kinds of pet people. I'm not, I, the kind of pet person I am, I love my dogs. I'm not a person that refers to my pets as my children. My pets are my pets. There is nothing wrong with people calling their pets their children, but that's not how, the kind of pet person that I am. Like, my dogs are my dogs. If I ever have children, my children will be my children. They're part of our family, but they are my pets. But they live a really good life for dogs. They live better than Layla. (laughs) Like, they have a pretty fucking good life. I mean, they're they're out, they live the life that they want to live. Yeah, yeah. For the kind of dogs that they are. Like, they're they're lazy. My dogs are lazy dogs. So Mm. they... My dogs aren't the kind of dogs that want to go to the, like, we've tried taking them to, like, the beach or, like, to different, they grew up most of their, I mean, they lived in the country. They're not farm dogs. They're not, like, when they were in Hoboken, in our house in the woods, they would explore in the woods some, but they were pretty much just content laying on the porch. Yeah. I mean, they had seven acres to explore, and yeah. most of the time they were on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, let us inside. It's hot. Yeah. They want to be with their people, and they, yeah. So, yeah. But I'm, and like I said, be whatever kind of pet person you want to be. Live your life. And, you know, like, there are people that, you know, can't have kids or for whatever, like, they want to call their, they want to dress up their dogs and call, be whatever kind of pet person you want to be. 
Just be good to your pets. Just be good to your pets. Yeah. There's no wrong kind of pet owner as long as you're being good to them. Yep. Yep. I'm just saying that's the kind of pet owner I am. Yeah. And but it still fucking hurts. But it, I'm. But I love my dogs. Yeah. And I, I their family. I couldn't not have a dog in my but life. But it's it is the closest thing, I guess, to a child in the sense of you're their provider. Yeah, and but like it, like it kind of bugs me when people are like, "They're your babies." I'm like, "No, that's not the relationship yeah. I have with my yeah. my animals. Like my animals are my animals." And I'm like, "You like I get why people call them their babies, and I that's totally fine. I totally get it." But it, and it I is, don't, but it and and I've always said that Nora, you know, yeah, I don't know if you know Nora. <laughs> Just kidding. Nora is my dog, or one of my dogs. But Nora is the dog we had first, and I tr- and Neely too. I feel like they prepare paired me mm-hmm. in a yes, way for Layla because when they throw up in the car mm-hmm. or they have explosive diarrhea <laughs> yeah. on your fucking $700 rug like yeah. you can't spank them yeah can't get mad at them right you just have to say holy fucking shit this sucks so much yeah and you clean it and then you feel really bad for them yeah and you worry about them mm-hmm. it but it's so in that sense like that patience because if it was a fucking 21 year old drunk kid that puked my car shit on my rug that's something he did to himself i'd beat his ass yeah but it but it's different because when you live in this world where this like egocentric (laughs) ideas of what life is and then you because most people are in college when they get their first dog on their own that their mom's not taking care of Mm -hmm. you know so then that's when you're like fuck like i can't do think yes i can put my dog in my crate in a crate i can't put my kid in a crate and go out all night but like put your dog in a crate go out on all night but if that dog shits in that crate and chews up the pillow you got for him you have to deal with that and you Mm -hmm. can't get mad at that dog right so it's not it's same but it's also different it teaches you responsibility and then love yeah and patience oh my gosh so much patience and it is comparative in this it's a trial and a training a training child in the sense of like when there's dog hair all over the house and Uh, gary's like god the freaking dog hair i'm like well if you you think this is messy Kids. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just you <laughs> fucking wait. So <laughs> I have a question real quick. Um, yeah. So I know Marla used to always talk about after Dora died. Because mm-hmm. that was like so profound with her. Yeah. She said she didn't like sweep the house for like weeks. Yeah. Because there'd still be Dora tumbleweeds as she caught them rolling around. Yeah. Is that something you've experienced? Like I didn't, but I can understand that. I remember after Holden, my yeah. other dog died and his dirty paw print was on the back of my car and i thought i don't want to wash my i don't yeah. want to wash this dirty paw print off my car so i mean i can that's not me but i can understand that is clyde the most profound well because holden was i mean i remember holden yeah but i mean like holden i had for four years yeah clyde's been 11 clyde has been a big there's a lot of symbolic loss with Clyde also. Oh, for sure. And like, I that's think the that's, thing is that the dogs are there for you. Yes. And that's, I think that's what I've kind of realized with all this. And like, I don't know. It's just, it was so crazy because, you know, this was all happening with me. And then we find out about Clyde and we're trying to make this decision. And, and then he started. But you think it's never going to come? and then yeah i mean and like 
I'm so grateful that I had this time because there were, you know, like leaving them all the time to go to my grandma's. And I thought there were sometimes where I thought about taking one of them with me because having both of them at my grandma's house would have been a lot. Not that they're high maintenance dogs, but. But your grandma would have been like, who are these intruders? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Because she didn't really have a place to keep them. Like it was either put them in the garage yeah. or like have them in my bedroom <laughs> with me. Yeah. And that's like two big dogs in a little space. Yeah. So there were sometimes I thought about taking just Lucy with me. And then I thought, I can't leave Cloud by himself. And then I thought, if I took both of them, <laughs> Gary's by himself. Yeah. So it's just sort of a tricky situation. Either so, way, they were fine and taken care of. Yeah, so, yeah. they were they were fine. But they it would just be so sad leaving them. And I'm, I missed them. Of course. You yeah. know, it's like they were okay. But like, I missed them. Yeah. And so I was just so grateful that even though it's like I've, I haven't had a job, like besides, I mean, I have my business, but I, you know, was was looking for other work for a while there. And now that my business has picked back up, I haven't. But like, I've just been so grateful at the end of it that I've had that time with them because I missed out on so much. But, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, silver lining. Yeah. I mean, but... I mean, when everything started happening with him and we realized, like, oh, this is going to happen quick. And, yeah, and then... It felt so slow and then it was so quick. Yeah. And then there was one night, because, like, <laughs> Lucy is the HBIC of the house. Like... You don't say. <laughs> and... Clyde always just like was cool with it. Yeah. Oh no, Clyde knew his place. Yes. Clyde's like, yeah, I'm older, but like, I'm you older are and bigger. Way, like, I'm older, I'm bigger. I'm actually way physically stronger, but like, no, you are way stronger. But I love you. You have more will. You have way more will, and I don't have will or the way. All I know is to love. Yes. So I'm exactly. just gonna love you. Yeah. The one thing that she ever gave Clyde <laughs> was Clyde got to pick the spot on the bed. But there was one night and Clyde was always like licked Lucy's face. <laughs> he would like like I don't know like groom her I guess. And then there was one night she was licking his face. And I went you knew. I just had this feeling like she knows something we don't. Of course. Yeah. I mean, she probably knew way longer. Way before. Than we did. Yeah. And that, I just had this feeling like she knows something we don't. And the next day, it all started happening. And it was just so obvious that it started happening. Like, he would go out into the yard to use the bathroom. And, like, he would go out into the yard use the bathroom and just like fall like collapse like that was all he could manage to do and then and I was like <laughs> sleeping on the couch at night with him because I was like in case something happened because he would have to get up and go in the middle of the night and he never like had to do that before and oh my god it was just pitiful and like we knew that it was time it's coming yeah it was coming and but like you want them to just go at that yeah, point like, like in their sleep like which apparently like hardly ever happens yeah. with dogs like you almost always have to have them put down yeah. and 
But I did not want to, like, go to the vet's office and, like, have to, oh, God, it's the worst. And it was the first time we had to, like, make the decision to do it. And and I didn't want to do it, like, without Gary there. And I wanted Gary to be part of the decision. I mean, it was Gary's dog first, like, along the way. Like, it became our dog, but it was Gary's dog first. And I've said before, like, Gary had this dog longer than he had his dad. That's insane. And I had never thought about the fact that I had Clyde as long as I had my dad. Yeah. It didn't really hit me until like I was in the middle of all this. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And. But I was like, I was, I I mean, Gary had to work like, but so I was like sleeping on the couch at night to just like be there with him and make sure that he was okay because they you know slept on their nice orthopedic bed in the living room yeah right they shared it (laughs) that they shared because we used to try to get them separate beds and they wouldn't they wouldn't do you not remember yeah the day after you put clyde down and this is probably purely coincidence but my dogs are both over 100 pounds yeah or Nora's like 80, Neely's like 100. They have a same size bed as Lucy and Clyde. They have <laughs> never shared a bed. And I took a picture of Nora and Neely sharing the bed. Yeah. And that's the only time it's happened <laughs> since. That's so crazy. And I was just kind of like, that's weird. <laughs> and had you not said that to me, I would have yeah. just been like, oh, look how cute. That's weird. But yeah but for some reason i was like that is so and they don't i mean i don't know it was just weird but like clyde and lucy have like even when we had four one because one time we had four they always shared they and like i was going back through pictures like they have always shared a bed the two of them and they were soulmates they were they were just buddies and so are you worried about lucy oh god it's been that's a whole other thing and so they I mean, and she did not leave his side. Like, it, like she, all of a sudden, she was, like, the more nurturing one with him. And, like, I have pictures. I think I've posted them on the fan page. I don't yeah. know if you've seen them. Funeral Stories family. Um, Wait, so have you... Did Lucy go with y'all? Yeah. So, you know, we were, we knew that it was time to, like, make a decision about what to do. And then... <laughs> you saw the video where I, uh, if you are in the fan page or on the family, the funeral stories family on Facebook, I posted a video where um, uh, Gary <laughs> has never allowed the dogs on the furniture, yeah. which I understand, like that's fun, but occasionally I'll um, throw a break sheet. the rules. I like to break the rules and throw a sheet over the couch, and I let them like just come up on because like I like to cuddle my dogs like snuggle with my dogs and so and they're so funny because they don't they know that they're not supposed to be up there and so like they don't get on the couch when they're not (laughs) supposed to but like when they see me get that sheet they know it's on and they start getting all excited like she's got the sheet (laughs) they know that it's on and so i got the sheet and like put it on the couch and i was like okay I know that if he doesn't go before this weekend, we're going to have to put him down. So I was like, I just want one last snuggle. And I was like, but Lucy's probably going to crawl in my lap. 
before I could even get him up here, she went to the other side of the couch and like let him lay in my lap. And we just had our snuggle. But then he started like his breathing got really weird and showing all the signs of a dog about to die. And I thought, this is it. And I was like, I don't even care if Gary comes in and sees him right now, like on the couch. Like mm-hmm. I can tell, like he was just showing all the signs of a dog about to die. Mm-hmm. And he started having like little mini seizures. Like, uh, and so Gary comes in and tried to push Lucy like off the couch but instead, she just crawled right up <laughs> next to Clyde on the couch. And Gary, like, sat at the foot. And I was like, I think it's happening. And I told him, you know, his breathing's been labored. Were you I've been, crying? Huh? Were you crying? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was pretty much just crying from the moment we so found out. So Gary read the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had been crying pretty much from the moment we found out he had a tumor in his yeah. abdomen until... Until this, but was, you're like blubbering at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, and then like he walks in, like the dogs are on the couch, and I'm crying, and I'm just like, I think this is it, Gary. And um, Gary's trying to be like kind of stone faced, and he was just sitting there, kind of petting Claude, and then Claude just like opened his eyes for a while, and he was like following Gary around the room. <laughs> it was like the sweetest, most heartbreaking thing and I was just like Gary he's looking for you and Gary started talking to him and he just like his tail just (sighs) just wagged a couple of times like all the energy he had but it was just like he's just looking at Gary with like you are my like it was just you and me man (laughs) I mean you gotta think like it's probably his life flashing before his eyes and it was just like, but and then Gary was just like, hey, Clyde, and started petting him on the head. And this like starts, it starts with Gary. And Clyde's just, I mean, just looking at Gary like. <laughs> Clyde didn't want to leave. <laughs> he didn't want to leave him. And this is like the night before when he was like wandering around the yard kind of aimlessly. And Gary came home. All of a sudden, he just makes a beeline to Gary. Like. That was his, you know, like, they're our dogs, and, like, Clyde loves me, and, like, I love Clyde, but, like, Gary's his person. The same way Lucy is, you know, um, Lucy's person. Like, we're the ones that took them in and, you know, rescued them from their situations. Yeah. And so, you know, of course. I'm all over my scrape, (laughs) my fake tan. So, of course, that's the way it is. And. We need tissues on the <laughs> I have some tomorrow. We need to put tissues out. So, <gasps> but it was just, it was so sad. And we were just sitting there with him. And after that, like Gary was sitting at the, the head of the couch. And um, we were just kind of waiting. And like all of a sudden, I mean, hours sitting there just like, like kind of hoping that it would happen. Like, you know, if he goes this way. What like, time was it? It started about 5.30 before Gary even got there. In the 
afternoon? In the afternoon before Gary got home from work. Like, I had brought them onto the couch about 3 o'clock. Okay. And so, oh, at first, so we, at first is, it wasn't just, a weekend. He, like, had come home from work. Right. Gary was, like, at first it was like, we're just going to have our couch cuddle. And then Gary, like, we'll get you off the couch before Gary gets Trying home. Trying to get as many as I can before. Yeah. yeah. And then, but it was like when his breathing started acting weird, I'm like, we're not going anywhere. God, dude. Like, <sighs> and then, um, and then, like, and I was just holding him. This was is like, like a Friday. Yeah, it was yeah. a Friday. And like before Gary got home, we listened to our song. <laughs> Not a God song. Wait. Yours and God song? Yeah. What is it? It's that one that I sent you that I was like, the lyrics. Um, it's just the two of us. Yeah. So we got to put that on the playlist. <laughs> um that was it was just oh. really weird because I was like having all these when I was having all these feelings like I was watching Orange is the New Black the like yeah. latest season of Orange is the New Black which I love that show and so I was watching the most recent season and it was kind of perfect because that's what I was watching like when everything was happening and it was like funny but also dark so it was very like going along with the emotions I was having kind of like funeral stories yeah yeah so it was kind of like very in tune of like the emotions that I was experiencing and kind of needed and then the finale episode there was this song at the end of it and there was like a harmony I remember you yeah Yeah. and harmony at the end and I thought god that was like just a very soothing rhythm but i didn't know any of the words and so i looked up the lyrics and i looked up the song and i went and i had also and i had also had this like moment because i've you know watched all of those all the seasons from the couch with my dogs and gary doesn't watch the show like he's not into it so that's like why you've been like working from home that's like kind of like with your, my dogs yeah. yeah and so and then i had this moment where i was like wow next year when the oh. when the final season comes out clyde won't be here and then i was like but it's okay because next year when it comes out i'll think about him when it does and it's i'd had sort of a similar thing when i lost holden because I was like listening to an audiobook and now I listen to that audiobook every year um around in November because like so much has always happened to me in November mm-hmm. and so I listened to it's you know the girl with the dragon tattoo I listen to the whole series every November because I think about him and I just think about all the stuff that has I mean my dad died in November holding down November like Zeke, my other dog, died in November. Like, just lots of bad shit has happened. My uncle Mike's birthday is in November. So it's just sort of like, I feel like it doesn't matter what it is, big or small. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just, if you found some small way to honor someone, someone, something, your pet, your person, whatever it is, like, find some way to honor them that makes you feel better yeah like yeah in a, just some small way that's important to you yeah like some sort of ritual that makes you feel some sort of connection to them to make you remember them and and, and it's never silly no matter right. how silly you might think it is it yeah like silly. it's it's your thing it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else because yeah. it's just your thing. And 
The other thing is like having a piece of jewelry made with their paw prints. That's my other thing that I yeah. do. I mean, but it's like, okay, so next year when the final season comes out, it's like, I'll watch that and I'll think about Clyde. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's silly to some people, but it doesn't matter because it's just, that's the realization I had when I was watching, you know, this season. But anyway, this is a song, really healthy way to deal with it. Though. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, I can't watch that anymore. Like, right. But when I was, you know, the that song, and I, it was just really weird because when I went in and, like, I wasn't thinking about the song in the context of what I was going through. Yeah. I was just like, that melody was so pretty. I want to go back and, like, when I hear a song that I like. That song lo- stuck. Yeah, I want to, like, look it up and read the lyrics. Yeah. And so that's what I did, and it just connected with me. And I went... <sighs> and now I don't know if I'll ever be able to listen to the song again without it making me cry. So probably not. <laughs> and so, but that's become mine and Clyde's song, and so that happened. And we, I, you know, we're on the couch, and Gary and I are crying, and Lucy and Clyde and I, you know, we're all just having our moment and thinking that Clyde's about to go, and then at some point, like his breathing kind of started to return back to normal. And, like, we're like, you know, like, what do we do? Like, his his breathing's normal again. Like, And then Gary said, well, I mean, I guess, like, I'll go, you know, like, we need to go to bed. We need to get some sleep. Like, if we're going to, we need to figure out what to do tomorrow. And um, I said, well, I'm, I'm probably just going to stay here and try to sleep on the couch with Clyde. And then, like. I got up to turn off the light and I looked over and Lucy was on her bed and she was by herself in the corner of the bed. And I thought this might be the last time. Yeah. I thought this might be her last night on her bed with Clyde. And if he goes on the, goes in his sleep, then that's where with Lucy, <laughs> then that's, that's fine. I don't need to be, he doesn't need to be on the couch with me. That's fine. If he goes yeah. in the bed with Lucy, <laughs> so I looked over there and looked at her in the little corner by herself. It was like, this might be her last night Yeah, with him. So I picked him up and put him on the bed with her. And I slept on the couch. But, like, in there with him. But I put him on the bed. She physically, like... Yeah, I picked him up and put him on the bed. He wasn't a small dog. <laughs> no, he's like 55 pounds. Yeah. So... You know, that, and then the next day, we're like, what to do? And our normal vet, like, I don't, I don't know what the laws are about doing euthanasia. Like, I feel like as a a friend, if, if it's legal, he probably would have come to our house and done a, an at-home euthanasia if we had asked. Like, we really just did not want to go to a vet's office and do it. Yeah. But we also wanted to bury him in Hoboken at my mom's house because, like, we all lived out there together. Yeah. And like, and that's a place that'll always be. Yes. Like, my other dogs are buried out there. Like, yeah. we were so happy out there. Like, him, I mean, we just had, like, that was a really good time. Yeah. We were all out there together. And so we had decided we would bury him out there. And mom was like, I'll make him a little marker, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the other dogs yeah. have. And, um, and we have a, a friend, like, slash neighbor, and he um he married a girl who's a veterinarian, and 
who has a traveling vet clinic like she does at home euthanasia and so I told Gary I said so one thing I thought about is maybe we could contact her and see if she'll come to mom's house because it's right around the corner and I feel like even on a weekend if it's she'll come and do it and we can have it done in Hoboken and if that's where we're gonna bury him then at least that's better than doing it in a in a vet's office and then yeah at the vet's office is just the worst yeah having to put your dog down I there don't i've been lucky i mean i know it's coming it's, but it just sucks so bad yeah. and so i've never had to do it personally but i've worked in a vet's office before and like it's just like the thought of it give, I, i'm not a person that has anxiety about many things but the thought of doing it gives me so much anxiety yeah of course and yeah. so <laughs> i mean so we're sitting there and Gary's like, you're having surgery on Wednesday. Think about everything that you've been doing for him. Like, you can't keep doing this. Like, like you've been doing, he's just going to get worse. Like, he's lost weight. I can't watch him starve to death. Like, yeah. you can't watch him starve to death. We can't like have, time. we can't have another night la- like last night. So yeah. let's call her. And like, that is the closest so I have. Gary. I know. But that is the closest I have ever come to having like an emotional breakdown. It's like sending that message to be like, can you do this? I mean, I was like almost hyperventilating. It was awful. And then she was saying like, yes, I can do it. And then, you know, she like, and then she asked me what time. (laughs) And it's like completely innocent. She has to know a time. She has to know a time to be there. She can't just like show up. Like, hey, like, ready to put your dog down. Right. Yeah. She has to know a time. It's her day off. Like, she's coming to do it. But it was just like, <laughs> like, so. Uh, that's, a, that's a hard qu- What time? Like, I mean, it's. What time do I want my dog to die? It's just like, oh, my God. It was so awful. And then. But I mean, not she was so amazing. I can't even like. It's so awful because you're literally picking the final moment. Yeah. No. It was just. You're picking his expiration. And at this point, he was like, he wasn't really eating. He was getting. I think it had entered his brain. Like he was having neurological interference because he was getting like stuck in corners. Like he would walk into a corner and get stuck, and he wouldn't know to turn around. So hard for me to imagine Clyde that way. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, just like picking the time was. I mean, seriously, just (laughs) so hard, and then, you know, we we did it. (laughs) We made it, and then. I went back into the living room and was just kind of chilling with him. And, like, my favorite thing in the whole world is just, like, being on my couch and, like, looking over at my dogs on their bed. Just, like, just being in the house with it. It's, like, Gary and me and the dogs. Just, like, it's been so long since I've got to have that life. And so it's finally... I've we were, we're back there just yeah. getting to have that again and i like looked over and both of them were on their bed looking at me <laughs> and i took a picture of it because i just thought this is the last time i'll have this yeah 
and I took the picture, and then, I mean, I took so many pictures of them in the last few days, and then it was the time that we needed to, like, get get them in the car and start driving out there, and Clyde, our dogs have always been so good in the car, because we've, you know, we've lived in different places, and Gary and I were long distance at first, so driving them around, and, um, but Lucy just goes, it's like they reverse in the car. Lucy goes straight to sleep in the car and Clyde gets like major FOMO and <laughs> like doesn't sleep. He's calm the whole time, but like he just like smiles and stares out the window. And our joke was always like, are you scared you're going to miss like a pine tree? Like <laughs> you just look out the window the whole the time. The same pine tree you've seen a thousand times. Yeah. And he yeah. just stares out the window the whole time. But, like, never lays down. It's just so funny. But Lucy's like, oh, cool, we're in the car. And I'm going to sleep now. Yeah. And, but no matter where we, how long we were gone, like, we may not have, we would be in Charlotte. And we haven't been home to Hoboken in months. The moment the tires hit the dirt road in Hoboken, wake up. Both of them, like, knew where they were. Like, oh, I know where we are now. And we yeah. get so excited. Like, we're about to be in Hoboken. We'll be in the woods. Like, so happy to be there. Well, you know, this time we get Clyde in the truck and he's laying down because that's about all he can do. So he's laying down the whole time. We're in the truck and um, then we hit the dirt road. And he stood up <laughs> in the truck like he knew where he was. Mm-hmm. He came home. And I told Gary, I was like, he just stood up. <laughs> and then I told him to roll the window down. And I took a video of it because he like hung his head out of the window while we're on the dirt road, like I driving. Post that on the Instagram. <laughs> and he like it was kind of pitiful because he like he went from like looking to like like Clyde to like weight loss. Yeah. Um. As he he quit eating everything except pumpkin. <laughs> His pumpkin tree. So he's like, he's a sorority girl. So, <laughs> he's a sorority girl. He love pumpkins so much. I'll be like, so funny. He didn't eat today, but let me see if he'll eat pumpkin. And he's like, hell yes, I am <laughs> on this pumpkin. It's the funniest damn thing. That's so cute. And so, but you know, he lost a lot of weight. And so, but he was hanging his head out the window, his ears flapping in the wind. <laughs> and so he like you know out to Hoboken on the dirt road with his head out the window and then you know we're out in Hoboken just kind of waiting for you know we told uh Jessica that we were out there and waiting for her to you know say she was on her way and mom I put plastic over it was the same couch that we had in Charlotte the same couch where Gary proposed to me that's out in Hoboken now she put plastic over it, put sheets on it, set it up for us. Like, that's where we could do it. And so Jessica got there and I had said, like, I can make my peace with, like, doing the euthanasia if we could do it at home. And Clyde, I mean, I would have obviously taken him to the vet if that's what's best for him. But I was like, I can feel better about it if it's at home and you can have his head in my lap. Like, if we yeah. can just do it like that, I'll be so much better with it. And so that's what we did we were on the couch and he had his head in my lap and Gary was sitting there with his you know petting him and I just like I said every night to him before I went to bed I was just like good night my sweet Clyde 
and she did it. And Lucy was sitting right there with us. And that was it. And it was awful. <laughs> but it was peaceful. And it sucked. And it still sucks so bad. She, uh, you think he had any idea? He had to have known. I mean. They're so intuitive. He didn't put up any out of fight. He knew. Like, he would thank you. You know? Like. I think he, he did as much as Gary didn't want to make the choice. He didn't want to make the choice even more. That yeah. I mean, he w- was Gary's best friend. He was your best friend. He was Lucy's best friend. Lucy's best friend. Oh, he's God. the most. I mean, but he was loyal to the bitter end. Oh yeah, he's he's not. And any, I read somewhere that like dogs can be scared to die. And if Clyde was anything, he was a big scary guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought about like we had a thunderstorm a couple of days later, and I started crying during the thunderstorm because I was like, Clyde's not here to like bury his head because he came to me when he needed coddling. He yeah. like he was like a I mean a kid in that way. And, yeah. Like, he came to me when he needed to be coddled and to be And then like, for bro snuggled. time, he yes. was like with Gary, yeah. He like, well, like when we would like give him baths, he would do the like shaking, like burying his head into me. Yeah. Like, it's funny, like how they treat people differently. They know who will give him what. And, but like, I'm so sad that it was, gone. oh my God, it was awful. But then we went out and dug the grave buried him and there's something that feels i mean not everybody has that option to do that of course on the way home i told gary i was like well now you can't divorce me because your dog is buried on my yeah no shit (laughs) so yeah that's gonna be a really confusing divorce proceeding and then (laughs) but you know it was awful but also like we got home and i walked in the door and i was standing in the doorway and i thought I didn't know it until I got walked into the house, but I thought from the moment we found out he had cancer, this is the moment I have been dreading is walking into the house and him not being in the house. Me walking into the house and looking at that dog bed and him not being on it. Like this, this is the, this is it. This is the moment that has been like giving me so much anxiety for the past month. And like, I just stood in the doorway, like, trying not to just totally fall to pieces and just working up the courage to walk into the living room and look at the dog bed. And Lucy's, like, kind of looking around. Like, and and the vet said, she was like, it's really good that y'all had Lucy here with with him because as a bonded pair like she may not understand exactly but she'll be more confused if like you take him away and then don't bring him back like because they can smell the difference like oh so like when he leaves yeah like it's good that she was there with him and like she can smell the difference between him being alive and him being dead but she was like she kept like looking at us like did i do something wrong like she just like Aww. that's the way she kept looking at gary and i like after after he was well, she's probably am i next <laughs> am i next are y'all about to fucking do i don't hold on what's happening here <laughs> are we just getting rid of dogs now <laughs> like, so this, like am i are we we're cool right we're cool yeah, like, i mean it's 
like I'm I'm all right. Like I'm still feeling oh, okay. Man, I didn't think there was a comedic moment here. So I'm <laughs> so glad that that just happened. God, oh poor Lucy. So <laughs> she was. But when we, I mean, we got back at the house and that was rough. And then, yeah, of course. We're both like, all right, we're, we've just dug a grave. We're sweaty. Like, we need to get showers. And I told Gary he could go first. So he took his shower. Oh, you know, we, you know, did all that. And then we were just talking about it. And we said, you know, like, despite everything, we both were just like, we, we both feel good about that. Like, we both have zero regrets. We don't have any guilt about it. Like, we both feel like we did everything right by mm-hmm. him as far as, like, he had a good life. We spent time with him. We d- There wasn't anything we could have done differently to have a different outcome short of just, like, hmm, I just randomly want to take him in for an x-ray. <laughs> like, yeah. there was just, there weren't any signs. Well, and, like, look, even if you had... And and there had been something small. He was twelve. This thirteen. Is the, he would have been fourteen in February. He was thirteen. Yeah. This is the hardest part about owning dogs is knowing that they're gonna most likely yeah. die before you. Right. So it was just like there. Were, I mean, but we were You're like, opening yourself up to getting hurt. Yeah. When you get it, I remember but before the, I got Nora, I was like, I don't want to get a dog because I know what it's like to lose a dog. And to me, like I'm just like the the amount of joy that they bring you is so much compared to that like that yeah. grief that you end up with. But yeah. it's like I mean, it sucks. But I mean, what's funny, like what I've kind of realized through all this is so many people compare it to the loss of a human. And I thought, I've lost humans. I've lost yeah. my dad. And Gary, I asked Gary, you know, afterward, it was like, how, you know, how are you? He's like, I mean, I've cried more about this dog than I did about my mom. Yeah. He said, but I just had a good shower cry and I'm feeling pretty good now. <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, it, and it was just like, we were just like, it feels so different. It's God. so weird, him not being His here. His Facebook post just crushed me. Because <laughs> Gary was, does not yeah do that right yeah but he hardly ever posts on facebook no so i mean it, and it's been hard and it's been weird but him and lucy have sort of rebonded with each other and it's been really sweet to see that and um i mean it's it sucks but like i said so many people try to compare the two and i think i've realized it's just different and you can't compare the loss of a pet to the loss of a human because they're they're just as terrible. Yeah. And it's not the Paint Olympics. No, exactly. And I've lost a parent and it still fucking hurts to lose my dog. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make it so, easier. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it sucks extra. Like, yeah. I'm this much more alone. And in a lot of ways, it's my dad's fault because he is the one that made me love animals <laughs> so much. And damn it randy speaking of holy crap because like my dad loved dogs so he always had dogs loves dogs and like my mom and i used to like talk about you know him you know the story about my friend's dog that died and like him throwing the tennis ball yeah yeah, i love the dog and so just a couple of days after clyde died we know about my bird thing Oh, yeah. 
So I was sitting on the couch and I heard this bird making all this racket. And I looked out the window and they're, they're outside dog bed. <laughs> so they can, you know, be lazy outside when they're outside. <laughs> um, I looked outside and there's this bird on their dog bed outside singing. Because I'm like, God, it sounds like the bird is in the house. It's so close. Like and it was trapped. Yeah. It was on the sun porch singing on the dog bed. And I went to get my camera and then it quit being on the bed. But it just continued to like jump around the sun porch for about five minutes. And I did get some video of that. And I totally took that as my dad just sent me a bird being like, I got Claude. He's, he's doing fine. And it, like, made me feel better, you know? And there again, people can think that's silly and they can think I'm ridiculous. They can go fuck themselves. They can go fuck themselves. (laughs) That might be the first time you said fuck on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But they can go fuck themselves. They can go fuck themselves. No, you know what? I'm a firm believer in, and I'm a pretty big skeptic, but I'm a firm believer in sometimes the universe is trying to tell you something. Yeah. And also, sometimes you fucking need it yeah my like my gosh i need something to make me feel better <laughs> right now anything yeah, like, yeah it was like the day after i'd had my surgery oh, God. so but yeah and Which my mom was you put clyde down on, on saturday, saturday and, and i had my wednesday. surgery on wednesday crazy. and my mom was worried about all that because she thought like i'm really worried about you going to surgery being so upset <laughs> because yeah. stress can and anesthesia yeah that's yeah. what she was saying you went under yeah yeah all the way under the good drugs and but not enough good drugs after no they did not give me enough good drugs after and you know it's it's so weird the pet loss thing because this is the most painful loss like i've had in a while because the like my grandma lost happened so slowly like i had a chance to process it over a period of time and this has just been I feel like with pets, because you see them every day and they depend on you, when they're gone, it's so impactful to your everyday Mm -hmm. life. Like, there are some people, like, you lose them, you go to the funeral, and then you go back to your life and it doesn't feel as intense because they're not part of your everyday life. Mm -hmm. But your dog is is your everyday life Mm -hmm. you have a routine with them and you don't have the same funeral or like you do you did have a funeral yeah but you don't get to mourn with like i would have i in a perfect world it would be totally normal to have a fucking dog funeral because i would have been there with you yeah layla would have been there we (laughs) love clyde yeah black (laughs) <laughs> that's how Layla used to pronounce Clyde's name because she just Lucy and Blech. yeah but no like it, it, at least you have people a support system people to make you food take care of you afterwards but I was just a dog yeah it's yeah and then it's like it's to me it's also like our dogs for me and Gary personally, like it's a symbol of like our life together. And now that one of, cause they have, we've had them as long as we've been married. Like we don't yeah. know our marriage without Clyde and Lucy. It's like the day Clyde mm. died is a new chapter in our marriage to yeah. me. It feels like, yeah, because 
it's always been the four of us. That makes perfect sense, yeah. He's always had Clyde, and I've always had Lucy since we've been together. And so, him not being there, it just feels like this weird loss. And we're all still kind of processing it. And it made me start thinking back to, like, the beginning of our relationship. And, like, when Clyde was going through everything, and I was thinking about the last 10 years and thinking about just, like, what we've been through and, like, how happy we've been. It was like man no fucking regrets man yeah like this has been we've had such a good time you did it this has been the best 10 years and like it sucks to think about Clyde not being around for the next 10 but it was just kind of like thanks buddy thanks yeah and that's what I told him I was like Thank you for letting Lucy and I hang out. (laughs) It's just sort of like. Things are putting up with us. That's the thing. It's like dogs are a symbol of just. Or your pets just become the symbol of the life that you've had as Mm -hmm. long as you've had them. Mm -hmm. You like. I think. I don't know that I told you, but the other night I was sitting on the couch and with Sethan and Layla was in bed and he said. You know, Nora's nine. Yeah. Like, she's not going to be here for long. Like, the average lifespan for her dog is 11. Yeah. And I just had a moment, and I was like, you know Sethan does not let the dogs on the couch. Same with Gary. Like, that's just, that's a rule. Yeah. That for our dog's shed, they have nails. We have a leather couch. Like, they poke, you know. Yeah. But I was like, come here, Nora, and I let her on the couch, and she just put her head in my lap, and nothing's wrong with her that we know of. She put her head on my lap and I just pet her. And I mean, I'm talking clumps of dog hair just coming out of her. And I'm just like, it's okay. And I just started crying. Because yeah. I thought about, I was like, Sethan, we moved in together. Like, a fi- we moved in together in Athens in August. We got August 2009. We got Nora in November 2009. And I remember saying to him, you know, a year or two after we had the dog, you know, we got engaged <laughs> two weeks after we got Nora oh. and I, I remember saying to him I just want to have a baby so our kid remembers Nora Yeah, like that was my big thing I want our kid to remember Nora and Nora is Layla's best friend yeah she sleeps in her room that, that is her protector Neely doesn't play with Layla near as much there's you know Neely probably she hurts a lot with her hips and everything but like yeah Nora literally like wrestles with Layla and has never been aggressive with her ever when I was pregnant I have a picture of Nora's head on my belly you know and she just yes. knew and that is not Nora mm. Nora will get in bed with us but she sleeps at the foot of the bed and if you touch her she's like oh, all right bye but like when I was pregnant Nora literally would put her head on my belly I have a video where it was like I was so pregnant and the foot is like pushing my belly out and Nora's just like laying her head on it like mm. she knew and when I brought Layla home we let her sniff it Nora wouldn't leave the baby's side you know like this yeah. is Layla and Nora best friend she's my best friend she's Sethan's best friend I don't say I don't love Neely but like yeah I just I Nora is my dog yeah and and I had this realization of that she's not gonna be here forever yeah and that and this has been I've we started dating you know, or we moved in, we got, or we got engaged, we got Nora, we got engaged, 
lived together, moved to two different places, got married. Yeah. We fucking, oh no, God, we've lived in like six different places, seven different places since we've had her. Got married, got another dog, um, got pregnant, had a baby, went through God knows how many jobs. Like this dog has been our constant. Yes. And this is the dog. She knows they're always intuitive. So I, that was like, I, I, you going through this with Clyde, I kind of just had this realization of like, nothing gold can stay. Mm hmm. Like it's going to end. Yeah. And this is, it's, that is the moment I'm dreading. Yeah. I don't. And you can't like, you don't want to dread it and not enjoy like the time that you, and that was, that was kind of when, when we found out about Clyde, it was like, I can't sit here and dread the moment when it's coming. I have to just enjoy the time that we have with him. But of course it pops into your mind and you're just like, because the first like couple of days, I just kept being like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss you so much. Yeah. Like It was just awful. But then I just tried to like enjoy him being there. And then it was the last week when it was clear that it was the end. It just started just being so shitty knowing that it was the end. And then, oh, uh, and yeah. and then now it's been with Lucy. It's just you can tell that she's just so heartbroken and she's been like she keeps just sleeping in the little corner like the i mean the first couple of nights like doing the night routine is still really hard oh, like sure. some i still like cry when i do the night routine where i'm like telling her good night and like i think it was the first or second night i was saying good night lucy and she like looked over at Clyde's side of the bed and looked up at me and I was like, oh no, I miss him too. And then she just looked over at his side of the bed and I turned around and walked off and like she was waiting for him to get in. It was just like, this is so freaking heartbreaking. Gary said, do you want to get her another bed? Do you want to get her a smaller bed? I said, no, that was their bed. I don't want to get her another one, but this just sucks so bad. So I'm, how's Gary? I mean, he's fun. Like scary. He's scary. Like I mean, he's he's had some moments. Like, and you know, he probably just has more moments by himself. Yeah, he. That's the person he is. Right. I was so worried about Gary. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. Like the fucker's been through. I say that (laughs) that is a total term of endearment because it's baffling to me. Like the shit he's been through. But for some reason, yeah, I just thought Clyde was gonna be. I mean, it was devastating. Of course it was. But I think it just speaks to, like, Gary's coping mechanisms (laughs) and the the fact that he can process things. Yeah. Yeah, he learned at an early age. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I do. We've both... I mean, like I said, he's been really, like... Not that you haven't. Oh, no, no, no. But you're just a more outwardly emotional... You're not even that outwardly emotional, but you're more... You're just different. I've this year. I've I said this year has been the year of opening up old wounds. Yes, it has. And I've because of this podcast, I've been like forced to think about emotions more. Which you said to me, December thirtieth is when you came to me with this idea. Uh huh. So literally the end of last year. So mm-hmm. it's we took it and ran with it. We released the first or right yep. around Valentine's Day. Yep. And so I mean, yeah, it's been. 
I said, I'm going to just, this is going to be my experiment it's of being than more therapy. open and actually talking about things. And if I talk about it and I and decide, it just fucking snowballed <laughs> and it has just, and I've, this, I'm not going to call this a good year because it has not, not so great things, but it's really weird because I feel, I literally feel like a different person than mm. I was three months ago and I feel like I've gone through an emotional change that's going to set me up to be a better person in the future if that makes sense 2019 I'm telling you so it's like even though I'm not quite there yet I feel like just I think you're gonna I think you're gonna surprise yourself yeah because I think it's really easy to forget your own strength but I think that you're gonna surprise yourself because I think it's September. I think by yeah. January, you're all gonna not even know this person. Right. Like you're gonna be. I mean, it's just it's it's gonna get better. I'm speaking it. There's. It's not. Yes. Like, it will get it's better. It's gonna get better. It's already better. It's already better. Yes. Like it's it's gonna only get better. Well, I mean that's that's the whole thing about life. It's like there's yeah. joy and there's pain, and I have I've been that person that's. I've done the oblivion thing. I've not like I've I've done oblivion. I've done pain. I've done joy. And I choose to feel the pain and joy over the oblivion. And I Yeah. It's it's all just part of it. And I think what sets people apart like from the miserable and the hopeful are the people that can be in the moment when they're having joy and say, this is a moment where I'm having joy and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm not going to worry about when the next moment of joy comes. I'm just going to enjoy it. And when the pain is here, I'm just going to push through it and know that it's going to be good again. And just feel the pain while it's here, but know that it's temporary yeah. and it's going to get better. And I don't choose to live a miserable life. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, I'm not feeling my best right now, but I know that it's temporary and it's going to get better because I have felt joy before and it will. I, I was telling my mom, I had this moment. I remember it would have been last summer because it was, I was in the pool and I would say that I'm, you know, if you're on a scale of one to ten, like mm-hmm. one being like I'm, I'm miserable, like I'm not, yeah. like where's the gun? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not okay. I have yes, to go. I'm not, I'm not okay. Ten being like blissfully happy, euphoria. Like, yeah, euphoria. Cloud nine. I'm on a seven most of my life. Yeah, and. I think that's a pretty solid place to be. Pretty great. Pretty great. And it's a little better than content. I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty right on happy. Yeah. Like, but I have those moments where I hit a 10. And when you have that moment where you hit a 10, you just feel it. And it happens spontaneously. And you just go. Our launch party. Yeah. yeah. Our launch party. Just was where a, you're like, this is a fucking thing. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I remember having this moment because it was completely spontaneous. I wasn't trying to like find my way there or anything. It was just the perfect song came on the. Yeah. I was in my swimming pool 
the light was perfect my and i just like came out of the water and my dogs were both like hanging out at the pool with me and it was just like pure joy of just like because it was while i was that back and forth from my grandma so much and it was like i'm home with my dogs in my pool like this is just like this pure beautiful moment and when you have that moment you have to just enjoy it live in it and then know that it's gonna come again and i think that was a difference between like me and my grandmother is when my grandmother had that moment she was automatically like why can't it be like that all the time yeah but it can't yeah it just can't no most of your life I would say you're lucky. You're lucky if you're at a seven to eight most of the time. Oh, my God. You are a privileged person. Yeah. Yeah. If that. Yeah. And you should recognize that. And I would say right now I'm I'm, I'm holding steady at a five. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. You know, just like that's where I am. How would you describe your five, though? How would I describe my five? Yeah. If 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 ten is euphoria and one is like I'm dying, I'm gonna kill myself. Five is this sucks, but it's gonna get better. Yeah, yeah. I'm I can still laugh about it, and I know that joy is around the corner. Yeah, I know that I'll be happy again. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an unhappy person. I'm just having an unhappy moment. Yeah. Yeah. Moment in my life. I think it's important to recognize that. It's all temporary. Yeah. That's where we are. This too shall pass. <laughs> yes. We don't usually quote the Bible. <laughs> but this is a biblical moment. But we're having a biblical moment. <laughs> so. Shout out to Jesus. <laughs> or God, whoever said that. <laughs> Somebody. Know. Peter Paul. Some man that wrote the Bible. Yeah. The, the white, the, the white man. It was He was a white man. He wasn't white. <laughs> so thanks for that this um, too shall pass so yeah there's just been a lot of grief a lot of things to unpack a lot of but so yeah Clyde we put Clyde down I had surgery a week later um or no not even a week later three days later that's been an, a nightmare all into it so I was so naive about what the surgery was going oh to be God. like I thought it was just going to be like all right they're going to cut it out they're removing a mole yeah they're removing yeah. and really what it was is they put me to sleep they hired a great white shark to come in and take a bite <laughs> out of me and then they put him back in the ocean yeah and they're like well take that cancer and put it in that place deep down we don't we haven't seen yet yes that's what my surgery was yeah she's got a gnarly fucking scar yeah that's my new favorite thing and i'm because i'm the worst friend <laughs> is do you want to see Laura's scar yeah like hi stranger <laughs> <laughs> no i know i'm sorry no i don't care um i know i think if you were actually insecure about it i'd be like do you want to see Laura's? Because that's the whole thing is like I wasn't even gonna have a plastic surgeon. I'm not like I don't. I'm not worried. You're just about like there get being the a, cancer out. I don't like. Yeah, nah. but then you know when I talk to people and they're like, no, like go ahead and have that taken care of. Like, oh yeah, I guess that's probably a good idea. I um, mean, it looks really good for yeah. what it was. But it's it's on my chest. Like I said, it's in my décolleté as my <laughs> as my uh, old school surgeon says yes he's really sweet i only know that because that's where you're supposed to rub your neck cream <laughs> and your decollete and on your neck it's a very Marilyn monroe word 
I mean, Decollete. Yes. So I would say, <laughs> but I, I think I was just really naive about what this was going to be like. But going into it, they what said, you haven't had skin cancer before? Yeah, I mean, God. Really? Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be bigger than the area that my freckle was. But y'all, this it's it's actually kind of gnarly. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like an awakening for me and I think anyone that sees it because when you show the picture of what it was, and yeah, making a, the before and after. I'm making a. That's about how big it was. I'm making yeah. a thing with my finger right now. and Like, look at a freckle in your body. And just say, That's oh, how big it was. I have melanoma now. If you don't have a freckle, you probably have a friend with one. Yeah. Look at it. And then realize that they cut out um, a chunk. <laughs> like It's four in, about four inches long and football shaped was like what they cut out. Yeah. So, like, probably three inches like, yeah. tall. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to explain it to my hairstylist. So I was like, oh. Yeah. I guess big. Yeah. That's what they cut out of her. Yeah. Making sure they got it all. It looks like, yeah, like, um, like the day of surgery, it was like a, yeah. But then they, like, have to sew it back together. So <sighs> the skin has to try to stretch out, like, back to the... Yeah. And chest skin is not, not the most, what, pliable? Is that yeah. the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. It doesn't have a lot Duck of give. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, what are all those different words? Yeah. Malleable? No, <laughs> sure. that's not it. So um, we're very smart if you don't remember <laughs> good news is in season two we're just as smart as yeah season one. yeah we all we went back and got our doctorates yes we researched <laughs> things thoroughly if you can't tell um we're very smart we still don't know who came first jesus or caesar so <laughs> no idea no idea uh, or who says things in the bible jesus or, jesus god. or god or caesar or peter or paul <laughs> So. Did Caesar say that? Yeah, um, it, it, I think that's it. Uh, this to- two shall pass. This two shall pass is actually Caesar four thirteen. <laughs> Julius four eleven. Julius four eleven. The book of Julius. I may have peed a little. <laughs> These are re- listen. We will always be real, guys. <laughs> My bladder is not what it used to be. <laughs> Babies do that. Sorry. Oh man. Yeah. No. Uh, this scar is pretty impressive, mm-hmm. but it's also, it looks pretty good. And I'm glad she had the plastic surgeon because she'd be wearing halter tops yeah. the rest of her life. <laughs> so, <sighs> but when, I mean, but it came out nowhere. They told me, like, do you have a push up bra? So, I mean, mm. I, I'm a B cup. I mean, let's, let's just be real. Like, I'm. Let's I'm, be real. Let's <laughs> be real. I'm a, I'm a B cup. The first place I gain lose weight is my boobs. Like, that's. You're also a woman. That's where yeah, I gain lose like, weight. I mean, when I've been at my chunkiest, I've been a C cup. Yeah. Like, I can tell I've gained weight when I'm, like, starting to bust out of my B cup. And yeah. I've got to put on my. But, like, a push-up bra for a B cup is different than a push-up bra for someone who's well endowed. Yeah. I mean, just a bra for a person who has a smaller bust has anyway yeah. so when he asked me if i had a push-up bra i'm like yeah i think i still have one of those somewhere because normally i wear like a bralette yes i barely need to wear a bra at all like you wear either a sports bra or a bralette it's not even like a sports bra sports bra i wear a torture device they're the um what are they called the true and co bras I don't even know. But they're, yeah, they're, they're, oh, by the way, like True and Crow, if you would like to sponsor us, I freaking love your stuff. I love True and Co bras. They are the best. But maybe do a med bra? Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. because guess mm-hmm. what? This is an issue. You failed so, her. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you failed me in the med department. Just just heads up. I do love you, but like yeah, maybe I do. Time. But like, let me explain the downfall. Work of harder the, of this. So yeah. So all right, I have a push up bra. Cool, 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 cool. So yeah, surgery happens, and then I realize this bra is not going to work for a myriad of reasons because gravity exists. Yeah. And any sort of weight pulls down on the incision site because of Especially where... Especially when you have two sacks of, yes, of fat. Yes, fat. Even though mine is not a lot of fat. It's, it's enough. It's enough that gravity makes it pull down on B-cups a plus four, gravity. <laughs> yeah. Plus a four, four inch, inch incision. incision. It's yeah. not good. So at first it was like 15 minutes. I couldn't be like sitting up or standing up and it was painful. And so... My solution at first was to wear the push-up bra with a like compression sports bra over it. I couldn't sleep because I couldn't roll over on my side. It was just, and then I have to like. And sleep you had in a, a week nest. worth of meds. Uh, yeah, a, a week worth of pain pills, and so it was off. I mean, I'm still like I can only stand or sit for so like driving here the five hours here I was kind of like well I'm I'm throbbing by the time I got here I was worried that that was going to be a thing yeah driving because I mean yeah like so it's the and even sitting up and recording yeah like going into it like I said I was just naive about what the recovery of this was going to be because it didn't seem like there again like oh you're melanoma no big deal it hasn't been quite a month yet. Okay. Almost a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, that's crazy. Um, Yeah. So. So, Laura has <laughs> been through the ringer. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she's she's a trooper. She's a survivor. She's a cancer survivor. That's, it's, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, you are, though. Yeah. It's almost like cancer scare isn't... It's like cancer survivor isn't quite right. Dude, you had malignant melanoma. Yeah. And had to go to a surgical oncologist. I get what you're saying. Like on the scale of like... But I didn't have chemo. Thankfully, I didn't have chemo. But you still survived your cancer. Yeah. I survived it. Um... But I don't want to like belittle people who have had like a like actual no, struggle I, we're not with cancer. Fucking running a race for you or doing a marathon <laughs> or like take like making kids at an elementary school raise money for you. No. But we are I mean, I'm just you know, like, yeah. don't also don't downplay it in the sense of like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it was scary. Like it was just when you think like And you survived it. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like of a mind fuck. Like, wait. Yeah. What? Two sheets of paper away for like a few months away from this being a completely different story. Yeah, I mean, I would not have a co-host. Yeah. Or you would have found someone else to do it. Fuck you. I would have ended. I'd have been like, this is the sign. (laughs) And I'm done. This is Casey signing off. (laughs) Fuck all of you. (laughs) Love you. Find someone else. But take it and run. You can have it all. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm done. Can't do it. Like, oh my God, that would have been the worst. I can't. But I mean, you know, stuff like this happens and you think, what am I going to take away from this? What is the takeaway? And so... You know, I feel like I'm 
still figuring that out yeah (laughs) so yeah so we'll get back to you at the end of season two (laughs) and in lieu of flowers yeah um donate to our patreon (laughs) (laughs) and if not then just follow us and rate and review and subscribe at least listen yeah and if you don't like us cool just cool go away go go (laughs) go go. next go to the next podcast go find something else that brings you joy there's a lot of podcasts about bravo tv shows Mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah and some of them are good (laughs) yeah so yeah for sure don't be mean (laughs) (laughs) or Bring it on. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean, like, if you're mean after hearing this episode, then, like, seriously, you fucking suck. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be really sad. So, you're the worst. And the end of the world is coming because you're awful. Yeah. And it'll be your fault. (laughs) But the good news is is Laura survived cancer. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So far, I'm going to have my body mapping done in December, so. That sounds fun. Because also, you can get it on your vagina. I, I know. Don't, I don't I want know. that either. I, my gynecologist, um, she was, she's a, my gynecologist, that's what she does. <laughs> that's, that's her jam. And when she, this was years ago, but when she was like, I almost said when she was going down on me, <laughs> that is not what I meant to say. <laughs> when she was doing her job that I mm-hmm. pay her for, she was like, um, do you want me to check, you know, this area? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, just like if you see something, like you don't have to like take a fine tooth comb and like go through it. I was like, just if you see something, let me know. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying because a lot of times people go to dermatologists and they don't get yeah. that part checked. Like they wear their panties and they get everything else checked. She was like, and I've there's been a couple of patients where I've found things on. And I'm just like, I was like... I mean, I guess if you want to. Yeah. I should have showered. (laughs) Fold, 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 fold. (laughs) She's over there. She's like, you know what? I quit. (laughs) I resign. You can look at your own vagina. (laughs) I'm like, actually, I can't. Actually, I can't. I really need you for this. So, yeah, get your vagina checked, too, guys. Yeah. I mean, girls. Go to your, yeah, if you have a, if you see something, say something. Stranger danger. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, strange moments. Also, like, just go to a dermatologist, wear your SPF before it's too late. Don't get in tanning beds. Don't get in tanning beds. Don't smoke cigarettes. I don't, I don't, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a smoker for two months. There you go. I mean, I do my little vapey vape. Yeah. But. I'm not an extremely healthy eater. That's probably what it did. That's what it was. I drink way too much. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. I I don't eat. There's a lot. Okay. Yeah. This is about you. It's not about me. (laughs) I know that's hard for you. Oh, no, no, no. You can have all the cancer. I'm good. I'm good. This I'm happy to sit this one out, Laura. You can have this storyline. I'm good. You get this plot twist. Yep. I'd rather talk about my tropical island vacation. <laughs> this really doesn't help my image, does it? 
so well. Like Laura was like severing from or like a cancer diagnosis and like dealing with that and putting her dog down. Like I went to the Virgin Islands and I didn't have a great time. <laughs> and I kept my leg on some coral. Yeah, it like attacked me. It was really rude and a barracuda almost ate me. So like, you know, then I'm in my funeral story, so <laughs> just kidding. I had a really great time with Hank Fry. Sometimes I can't tolerate myself. Like sometimes I'm just like, just go to sleep. Just stop talking. Why are you doing this? But then you laugh and I yes. can't stop. <laughs> you try not to. Oh, anyway, oh, thanks goodness. for listening to this five part episode. Yes, exactly. So I guess maybe we should wrap it up by saying, um, go to the dermatologist because... It all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.